KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, shaping the next generation of data-driven problem solvers. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, January 5th. Creating a new environmentally friendly plastic. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. The day San Diego's border communities have been waiting for is almost here. The pedestrian crossing at the San Isidro Port of Entry, known as Pet West, is set to reopen next Monday. For now, it will resume limited hours of operation, from 6 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon. The crossing was supposed to reopen last month, but was postponed. Retired Pope Benedict XVI's funeral was today. It was held at St. Peter's Basilica in Vatican City in Italy. Pope Benedict passed away on New Year's Eve. He was 95 years old. Cardinal McElroy from the Diocese of San Diego said in a statement that in loving Jesus Christ, Pope Benedict brought grace to the Church and ennobled our world. More rain and strong winds are headed our way today. A wind advisory will be in effect until 4 p.m. According to the National Weather Service, gusts are expected to reach up to 60 miles per hour in mountain areas and up to 40 miles per hour in other areas. High surf warnings are also in effect at area beaches until 6 p.m. tomorrow. Temps are expected to warm up a little by tomorrow and Saturday, but we might see more rain over the weekend. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Plastic waste that takes centuries to break down is a huge environmental problem for the Earth and its oceans. One answer to the problem is being explored in San Diego. KPBS SciTech reporter Thomas Fudge tells us of two companies that are making new kinds of plastic. Surfer Tom Cook and I stand on a beach in Encinitas where other surfers are catching plenty of waves. It's a nice clean beach, but plastic waste isn't far away, floating in what they call the Pacific Garbage Patch. Go elsewhere in the world to surf, Cook says, and you see a lot more stuff washed up and left on the beaches. In El Salvador, it was a big rock beach with a lot of tidal flow, and you could tell that there was someone every day that was coming to pick up plastic bottles and flip-flops, but it was just a constant flow of plastic. You know, this stuff was piled up probably like mid-shin in El Salvador. It was pretty gross. Cook isn't just a surfer. He's president of a company called Blue View Footwear that makes biodegradable sneakers. 
The science behind Blue View comes from their CEO, Stephen Mayfield. He's also a distinguished professor of biology at UC San Diego. Recently, Mayfield showed me his lab where pieces of the foamy material that go into his sneakers swirl in vials of liquid. The water is filled with tiny ocean organisms that are invited to eat the foam. As we're degrading our foams, we're also starting to isolate the organisms that biodegrade them. Biodegradable plastics that go into Blueview shoes are made from algae oil. Mayfield says it's ironic that ancient deposits of algae oil have become the petroleum that we mine and turn into plastic. Mayfield says scientists 70 years ago could have created degradable plastics, but in an effort to make something very durable, they didn't foresee the problem with the plastic waste stream that is now so obvious. So when we set about to redevelop these things, We said, let's make plastics from algae, but let's make plastics that biodegrade at the end of their life, where the material has a half-life that's proportional to the product. Based on their experiments, the shoes will fully degrade in soil and compost in about nine months. In the ocean, it'll take about two years. The need for a new kind of plastic goes hand-in-hand with the overall failure of plastic recycling. Most recently, a Greenpeace report estimated only about 5% of household plastics are recycled in the United States. The San Diego company Gino has been bioengineering plant-based plastics for more than 20 years. Company CEO Christoph Schilling, who got his Ph.D. at UC San Diego, says plastic recycling could work, but it requires a clean, pure stream of the same kind of plastic. That's not what you find in the typical recycling bin. To be relying on plastics recycling as the solution to our plastics waste challenges, it's, it, it can be a part of the solution but we need to come up with other alternative approaches. Gino's materials go into making nylon for apparel. They also help to formulate cosmetics. A primary building block for their bioplastic products is sugar. Corn kernels, for instance, are packed with sugar. Our technology is being used today at the core of a $300 million capital project to build a manufacturing facility in Iowa that will take corn produced from American farmers and convert that into a large volume chemical that makes materials that we will find in a range of different products. Gino technology is being used to make biodegradable plastic bags at a plant in Italy, but many of the plastic materials Gino makes from plants do not degrade. Schilling says it's unrealistic to say we can phase out non-degradable plastics altogether. Mayfield, with Blueview Footwear, says we can never put degradable plastic on a boat hull that's constantly exposed to water. But equally, it's kind of silly to make plastics that are going to last for a thousand years and then put those into a car that might last 20. Meanwhile, consumers and governments have choices to make about what kinds of plastic they will allow in the marketplace. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. SDG&E natural gas customers will experience sticker shock when they open up their January bills. KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson has details. Soaring commodity prices are expected to more than double the natural gas bills for SDG&E customers. Last year's typical bill was $105. Those using the same amount of gas this year will be billed $225. The utility's Helen Gao says most of that price hike is out of the utility's control. SDG&E buys the natural gas in the open market on behalf of our customers, and 
the price that we pay for that natural gas is not marked up. It's a straight pass-through to our customers. SDG&E started talking about rising rates in October, but the utility did not expect the cost of the commodity to rise so high. Gao says the steep climb in the price of natural gas is extraordinary. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. And while many bills are rising, most taxpayers in the state should have got their middle-class tax refund payment. But some haven't. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayers spoke to some San Diegans who qualify but are still waiting. The state's website says over 7 million direct deposits and 9 million debit cards have now been issued as part of California's middle-class tax refund. But some San Diegans are feeling left behind. At this point, I don't think I'm going to get it. I should have qualified to receive a direct deposit based on what they have um, posted on their website. And I tried calling for um, clarification, but it's not any more clear when you call and you can't talk to a person. Carmel Valley resident Sonia, who didn't want to use her last name, said the rollout has been clunky and she's still waiting on her funds. The state's website has been updated to say that debit card recipients who changed their address since 2020 may now have to wait until mid-February to be mailed their payments. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. January is National Blood Donor Month. KPBS reporter Melissa May tells us about a local drive to get more people to roll up their sleeves. Winter is a tough time to get blood donations, thanks to illnesses and a pause in blood drives at high schools and colleges that usually provide about 20% of the San Diego blood bank supply. To make up for the shortfall, the blood bank staged drives Wednesday at seven locations across San Diego and in Costa Mesa. While local hospitals currently have enough blood, the blood bank's Claudine Van Gonka says supply is low here in San Diego. As of today, we're down to less than a day supply of almost every type. But most importantly, while we do need all types, those O's are always so hard to collect, O positive and O negative. If you want to donate, you have to be at least 17 years old and 114 pounds. And if you've had COVID recently, you have to wait at least 10 days from your last symptoms. You can learn more at sandiegobloodbank.org. Melissa May, KPBS News. In other health-related news... Statewide action is underway to support volunteer groups administering medical care to unsheltered people, including here in San Diego County. Across the state, a volunteer group is providing medical care to unhoused people in Sacramento, where in 2021, almost 200 unsheltered people died. Cap Radio's Kate Wolf tagged along with Sacramento Street Medicine on one of their recent rounds. Knock, knock, Sac Street Med. Anyone home? Medical student Johan Park is hoping to follow up with a patient the team last saw two weeks ago, here at an encampment next to the American River, nicknamed the island. Knock, knock. Sacramento Street Medicine. Walking on a path toward the next patient's tent, the team bumps into someone on their list. You're still covered up. I can't recognize you. The patient has dog bites on her forearms that are healing, and the group helps her change the gauze on them. When they say goodbye, they promise to follow up with her regarding her primary care provider, or PCP. Physician assistant Anthony Minacho is the director of the team. Last time we had to do a little more extensive wound care, um, and this time is uh, doing very well. But Minacho knows there's more to the story. She has a very complicated medical history and could very much use uh, extensive follow-up from a PCP. I hasn't seen her PCP in a few years, and so uh, we're going to work with our patient navigator to connect her to her PCP. 
This is the work of street medicine. It's at once straightforward, gauze on the arms, and complicated, grappling with years of unmanaged illness and no way of getting to the doctor's office. To solve these problems, practitioners say they need authorization to do more, refer patients, treat them for almost any malady, and prescribe medication. Brett Feldman is a physician assistant and the director of street medicine at the Keck School of Medicine of USC. We've spent the last decade or so really increasing the level of care that we can provide on the street to make it equal to what you would get in a brick-and-water clinic. Feldman says caring for people in their environments is crucial because unsheltered homeless people face huge barriers to going into a doctor's office or clinic. So if you don't know where you're going to sleep tonight, where your next meal is coming from, if you're going to be safe doing those things, then you're probably not thinking about getting to your PCP visit. At the same time, unhoused people are more likely to be sick and to die early. Homeless people in Sacramento have an average life expectancy of about 50 years. That's compared to a national average of 75. But the state has begun to take notice of the work of street medics. New guidance gives street medicine practitioners more leeway with the care they provide Medi-Cal patients, including reimbursement. Feldman says it gives him hope. For the longest time in street medicine, we were kind of seen as these rogue, subversive radicals who weren't part of the existing system and in some ways kind of viewed the same way as our patients are viewed by society. Feldman suspects there are more than 40 groups operating in the state right now, and members are almost all volunteers. Rounds with Sacramento Street Medicine prove the work is time-consuming and requires at least some level of funding. Feldman says it's worth it to invest. It's always cheaper to, to not provide care or not provide services. At least it seems cheaper up front. But um, the, the cost is also known, and, and it's really the cost of our humanity and the cost of civilization. The city and county of Sacramento seem to be recognizing that. They're including street medicine principals in their new five-year plan to address the area's homelessness crisis. In Sacramento, I'm Kate Wolf. Coming up, how an American astronaut is being remembered in San Diego. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. It's a winter of war in Ukraine. 
San Diego's House of Ukraine has partnered with a humanitarian organization to bring holiday joy to children in Ukraine. KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado has the story. The season of giving is meaningful and spans through the epiphany in Ukraine. It's so important for Ukrainians right now who are celebrating these holidays without electricity, many of them without heat, many of them in bomb shelters, knowing that other people across the ocean care about them. That care is being shown by a San Francisco-based nonprofit called Roots of Peace. Mira Rubin, the president of the House of Ukraine, says their CEO reached out after seeing their stories of Ukrainian children recovering in San Diego. They started a campaign of giving in their honor. We launched Christmas Miracle Campaign, and it's been inspired by civilian children who lost their legs in this war. The children are thriving in San Diego. We've been asking people to bring a few different stocking staffers that can help Ukraine to get through this terrible winter. And it's going through January 6th. They're collecting small emergency supplies needed during power outages to keep warm and charge up phones that are easy to ship. For more information, visit houseofukraine.org. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. A pioneer of America's Apollo space program has died. Walt Cunningham passed away Tuesday. He was 90 years old. KPBS reporter John Carroll went to the San Diego Air and Space Museum to see how he's being remembered. Like the other astronauts of that day, Walt Cunningham was a pilot, in his case for the Marine Corps, before becoming an astronaut. In October of 1968, he was a member of the Apollo 7 crew, the first Apollo mission to fly into space with a crew where they conducted the first test of the command and service module. At the San Diego Air and Space Museum Wednesday, Cunningham's portrait was on display right as you walked in. Walt was one of those pilots you would trust with your life anytime, anywhere. And that's the biggest compliment you can pay. That's Air and Space Museum president and CEO Jim Kidrick, a longtime friend of Walt Cunningham, who was inducted into the International Air and Space Hall of Fame in 2011. Kidrick says his legacy and that of other Apollo astronauts helped lay the foundation for today's Artemis program, set to return people to the moon in 2025. He was always in good humor. He was just a, a great human being. Okay, but when the mission required it, he was going to do it. Or, to put it another way, Walt Cunningham had the right stuff. John Carroll, KPBS News. With the new year underway, have you made resolutions, goals, or maybe new things you want to try in 2023? Perhaps you want to listen to your inner voice more, or simply steer clear of negative people. Is this the year you take those guitar lessons or maybe start getting involved in a cause that's close to your heart? Whatever you hope to accomplish in 2023, share it with us and we'll share it with your fellow listeners. You can do that by calling us at 619-452-0228 and leaving a voicemail. Be sure to leave your name and what area of the county you live in. We're looking forward to hearing from you. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and hope you have a lovely day.
KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.